0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here we go now.
1: With now. guest host Ben Lyons.
2: It's not just Giannis's league, it's Giannis's world.
3: It's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. But this is the hard way to do it.
0: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles Earlier on the show Documentary director Andrea Nix Coming up From CBS to Los Angeles Jamie Maggio MLB network host
1: Adnan Verk. Plus actor Matt Walsh And now Sitting in for Rich Here's Ben Lyons
2: Hour 2 of the show rolls on Ben Lyons in for Rich This is the Rich Eisen Show and follow along of course at Rich Eisen Show We're on Westwood 1 Sirius XM and of course Peacock I'm excited to bring on our next guest she covers the Chargers the Clippers knows all things uh, Southern California sports doing great work for CBS Los Angeles and Sports Central my dear friend Jamie Maggio joining the show making us a little smarter today how are you Jamie <laughs>
1: I don't know about that. That's a big build up, Ben. How are you doing this morning? I'm
2: good. Uh doing well. You know, it's funny when I when I think of the teams out there that could really challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a it's a short list. And some of them play here in Los Angeles. Should the Chargers mm-hmm. be on that list?
1: I think they should absolutely be on that list. Yeah, I mean, you look at last season, I think that 7 and 9 record is not indicative of, you know, what that team is comprised of and Obviously, Justin Herbert had such an incredible year. Um, it's only going to – the upside is huge, huge for this kid. Um, obviously, he's got a new coach this year. He's got a, a new offensive coordinator, um, Joe Lombardi, coming over from the Saints. So that's that's a lot of adjustments to make. But when you look at what he did last year and the pandemic and not having that, that off-season program implemented last year because of COVID – Um, all the extra work that he's going to be able to do this year to prepare, I think it's huge. And, you know, one of the knocks on him coming out of school was, you know, he's kind of this quiet leader, but I can tell you he's got the pulse of the locker room already. Um, And I'm sure you saw that Drew Brees was out here um, back over the summer during, uh, well, we are in the summer, aren't we? Um, Back in May, it was minicamp. And he was sitting through quarterbacks, meetings with Justin having conversations of course you know that Drew Brees started his career with the Chargers so he spent a few years before he went on to New Orleans um so that you know he's he's between Joe Lombardi Drew Brees I think he's he's soaking it all up and I think he's going to be in a good position uh for this coming season definitely going to be better than seven and nine that they saw last year
2: I don't know, Jamie, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, but season two is coming out now on Apple. (laughs) I love Ted Lasso. And and I've noticed often throughout the years, you think of the the Chappelle show, the energy between season one and season two. When you know the whole world is watching, when you know that uh, you're a hit, what you've done has worked, and now you got to go out there and do it again, it raises the stakes. That's what we're seeing now for Justin Herbert in year two. He's in his season two of his hit TV show. Now he's got to go out there and, and become iconic. What have you seen I, I like, from him? I like and just he-
1: comparison, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't think you think this kid's going to crumble with the pressure. Look at what he did last year. You know, he had no, no idea that he was going to be starting. You know, for the season. You know, he he came in. What was it, week two, when Taylor got injured, which was horrible. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think there's pressure. And let's not forget that. Um, you know, they've got. Derwin James, I think that's another huge piece for the Chargers entering this season, coming back from um, injury. 2018 rookie, all pro, went to the Pro Bowl. He's missed the better part of the last two seasons. But you know if they can stay healthy, and of course, Brandon Staley, you know, defensive coordinator for the Rams last year, they had the number one defense last year. I think both the offense and the defense are going to be looking really good for the Chargers this year. It'll be special teams. That's the question, right?
2: yeah I mean I also think too on the defensive side of the ball you got Bosa uh, leading the charge but also you got Patrick Mahomes twice in the division and you know you're going to have to go out there and, and and get one of those wins or or, or at least show that you can put, hold your own with the Chiefs or some of these high octane offenses out west so on the defensive side of things you feel confident that this group's uh, ready to go for the upcoming season
1: I do especially with with Staley as the new head coach and you know Derwin James and Joey Bosa, like, they, they haven't even gotten to play that much together, you know, over the last couple of years. So I, I think, you know, again, it's, it always comes down to health, right? If, if, if you can keep the roster healthy, you, you know what you're dealing with. And I, I think that they're in a really good position. And by the way, like, Mahomes and Justin Herbert, it, it, that, how fun is that going to be to watch in the next, you know, five to ten years?
2: Jamie Maggio joins the show, CBS Los Angeles Sports Central. You also cover the Clippers out here in LA, and you're talking about health. Everybody talking about Kawhi and what's going on with the, the the Terminator and what's happening with Kawhi, the Claw. What what are you hearing? What do you what do you make of this, Jamie? You've covered sports for a long time. An athlete of his demeanor uh, and, and the way he's behaved over the last uh, few weeks.
1: You know, I don't. I think this is. You know, the teams keep injuries, especially to their star players under wraps as best they can. So to hear about an ACL sprain that then is you know partially torn, I wasn't totally surprised when we got that news. Um, you know, Kawhi does have that player option for next season. I, I hope he comes back to the Clippers. I, I, I think, you know, as of right now, Vegas odds say that he will. Um, but I, I'm hoping that Kawhi sat there and watched the team play the way that they did and get as close – to the finals as they did, and realize that it is a team worth coming back to. Um, you know, and, and in terms of the way that Kawhi's behaved, I mean, it's just who he is. And, you know, it's, it, he doesn't make for the most exciting interviews, you know, and as, as a sideline reporter, as a member of the media, I'd, I'd love to see a little bit more spark, but I can appreciate the way that he approaches the game, and, you know, he's all business and he's a damn good player, so I'm all right
2: with it. Yeah, he he really is the Tommy Lee Jones of the uh, post-game press conference.
1: <laughs> you're to
2: try interviewing Tommy Lee Jones. I teeth.
1: haven't, but maybe you have. Yeah, I
2: have over the years. And like I said, <laughs> you get anything out of Tommy Lee Jones at a Men in Black press conference, you're doing your job. Uh, ben Lyon's on for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. And, and, and let's also talk about the other Clippers star, Jamie, and, and Paul George, who has seemed to exercise some of the playoff demons that have – haunted him some of the 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 vitriol that he's the recipient of he was able to sort of put that aside and 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 have a terrific postseason all things considering uh what's been your experience like covering paul george and how do you see uh his time in la moving
4: forward
1: yeah i'm happy uh playoff p he he shook off some demons and you know what i mean listen ben like i I appreciated his honesty and his candor when talking about, you know, the difficulties of being in the bubble, because I think that's real. And I think sometimes we elevate athletes to unbelievably, you know, not realistic standards. And this has been a challenging year and a half and, you know, it's, with with the pandemic and and all of the restrictions and the adjustments we've all had to make in our daily lives. And I I thought that I appreciated how honest he was about that, and I think it's important to be honest about things like that. Um, I am glad, in a sense, that Paul had a chance to play without Kawhi. I mean, I wish that Kawhi was healthy, because I really do believe that the Clippers uh, would have been in the finals, and I I think they would have had a a very good chance against the Bucs. Um, but I'm glad that Paul, given the circumstances, had the opportunity to kind of carry the team. And he did. And I think that that, you know, I, I never really understood the vitriol and the, the attacking. You know, I, I don't know why that happened. I don't know if that's this like social media culture of, of like people bullying. It's, it's, it's bizarre uh, and kind of sad. So I was happy for PG to shake that off and, and to shine the way that he did because he deserves it. He's uh, nothing but a joy and a professional to be around um his teammates like him uh his, his, reggie jackson loves him so i'm hoping that their relationship uh alone is the reason for reggie to come back i hope that's one of the uh the question marks the clippers can answer for next year's roster bringing reggie back and batum
2: jamie maggio joins the show cbs la valley sports west and like me is an east coast transplant out here on the west coast uh uh-oh. no i you said uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to know I wanted to ask you uh, your thoughts just on the Southern California sports scene in general, because in addition to covering the Chargers and the Clippers, you do great human interest stories for CBS LA, great local high school stories. So just coming out here from the East Coast, now having a real sense of what the vibe is here in Southern California. What have been some of your favorite sort of human interest or slice of life stories in the sports space out here?
1: there's just so many Ben and 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 you know you 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 know as well as I do like some of the some of the best stories are with the people that are not covered in in the press you know it, it is the high school stories or it's you know the local person at at the gym like I'm, I'm doing a story coming up on a guy in Pasadena whose uh his sister committed suicide and he's running 100 miles um, in her honor and raising awareness and raising money and and keeping her memory alive. And those are the stories that I think are so amazing. Um, Recently, you know, Jesse Billauer, Life Rolls On, Mm
5: -hmm.
1: he was just nominated for an SB for Mm -hmm. Disabled Male Athlete. Um, I just interviewed him last week and spoke to his father and, you know, what he has done for adaptive surfing is incredible. You know, here he was on the verge of going pro at 17 years old. He suffers a spinal injury. He can't surf anymore, bound to a wheelchair. Um, You know, but he uses a, a positive mental attitude to continue to live and to continue to do the things that he loves to do. So he creates these surfboards that allow people with disabilities to get out on the water and to still experience the rush of of riding a wave. And I I think that's incredible. He has events all over the country. Obviously, that was, um, you know, derailed a bit with COVID and all that. But, you know, this has been going on for years that he does this. So I I think just people that, everyday people that rise up and, and better themselves and the people around them and the people that need help, I think that's, Certainly commendable.
2: Well said, Jamie. And and I want to leave you with this one. You know, what I love about going to Dodger Stadium is that you get a real cross-section of just the landscape of Los Angeles. You get people from all over the city, all walks of life. They You know, in pre-pandemic times, we're drawing $4 million a year. I love going to Dodger games. Well, last night, Kenley Jensen bows another save, and this team has me all over the place. They're hitting... So they're scoring 22 runs one day, and Will Smith's hitting walk-off home runs, and then they're giving up leads in the ninth, and I feel like a yo-yo with my emotions here following the Dodgers this summer. Are, are, are you, ben Lyons,
1: are, would you boo Kenley Jansen? That's my question.
2: Would I boo Kenley Jansen? No, but I might go tell him to read a Harry Potter book.
1: <laughs> Wait a second. What? Am I not getting a joke? No, no, that's
2: just what I want say. Go read Order of the Phoenix. Oh, is that how you talk trash? Yeah, yeah. Expel Yarmus. <laughs> What's your Sorting House? Just to kind of because they're not hearing that from anywhere else. Boo, you oh. stink. They get that every night. But are are you know how good your Quidditch game? They're like, who is this guy? So well, yeah, that's listen, my strategy. You
1: know, I, by the way, I like your style, Ben. Thank um, you. You know, I'm. I grew up a Yankees fan, and Derek Jeter. I mean, one of my all-time favorite players, if not the favorite, is Chris Brockman is barfing at his wherever <laughs> he is right now. I'm not, I'm
5: not happy. I'm not happy at the moment. Derek
1: <laughs> Jeter, towards the end of his career, certainly declined. But you think anyone would ever boo him? And I'm not saying Kenley Jansen is Derek Jeter, okay? I'm not saying that. But he's been, with your franchise, there, there's, he's given so much. And for the fans to boo him, it literally like makes me cringe you know, I just think it's, it's just poor treatment. And I think that the fans have to knock that off. Kenley is a a heck of a player. You know, he's obviously got an, an incredible personal story and what he's overcome with his health issues and whatnot. And I think, you know, does he have what he used to have? No. Is he your lockdown closer? No. But for fans to boo him, it's Terrible. But back to your original point, Dodger Stadium is a beautiful place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, despite the uh, $18 beer night like, stop, that seems to stop, be every stop, home man. game now. Um, we appreciate uh, you taking some time, Jamie. Hope to see you in um, the real world soon.
1: I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Have a great day.
2: Jamie Maggio from CBS Bally LA, <laughs> Sports West. Yeah, Brockman here in the Jeter love over there. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Jeets, the captain, yeah. number two.
3: Yeah,
5: Jeets.
2: <laughs> I mean... He never Either got booed I- by Yankee fans. He never got the, the home um, crowd turning on him. So. No. Every star in New York or L.A. at some point who, you know, you live long enough as the hero to become the villain. Uh, that happens to so many of the icons in, in, in our games. But, uh, yeah, Kenley Jansen having a rough one out at the stadium last night. All right, we got Adnan Verk. We'll keep talking some baseball. MLB Network's own cinephile podcast. He's calling in the show. Had a cup of coffee with the WWE. You guys can... Ask him Ooh. some wrestling questions while I go use the facilities or do something <laughs> <nice>. But uh, Adam <laughs> and Burke uh, coming up next. It's Ben Lyons here hanging out for Rich. The Rich Eisen Show.
0: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets when you came on the last time, you just gotten your haircut by your strength and conditioning coach, John Lott. I told you that was your rookie mistake, and that's the only rookie mistake you were allowed to make, and you'd be cool with that. I, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I'm looking at the photograph of you with your trophy, the offensive rookie of the year trophy. I must admit, it's going in pretty well. It's not too shabby. <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate that,
4: and obviously, it was, it was a couple, tough couple of weeks with really short hair, uh, but the best part about it is that it'll grow back, and uh, the long hair will come back, so uh, I'm looking
3: forward to it. So that is
0: the plan that is in the plan that the, yeah. the long hair is coming back. Yeah, that is the plan. Okay. Cause right now, I mean, it, I gotta tell you it, it does already have the flow. It sits nicely. I, I don't know if, uh, I should send, uh, uh, an apology to John Lott. You know, I texted him and he kind of gave me grief for saying what I said. Um, uh, maybe I should <laughs> send him here in Los Angeles. You know, that can, that can be a very lucrative career. You're in Los Angeles.
4: No, it's it's all good. He, he understands it. And, and it was funny because we did it in the weight room. And, and so I thought that was perfect for the strength and conditioning coach to cut it in the weight room. Um, and so it was, it was funny and, and I thought we had to switch things up. So it worked out. Okay.
0: Hey, Justin, uh, I asked your coach because, you know, NFL Network's moving into your building, um, you know, if it's possible that I could because uh, I asked him how the parking situation was. He said that with the Rams, they would just take the bus in from I guess Thousand Oaks, he wouldn't even know what the parking situation. What about you? Um, is there is there a parking situation I should know about at SoFi before I start coming to work on Sundays? That um, you know
4: about? We just normally park in this this lot out by the side, and then we kind of shovel in through golf carts. So if if you're going to go a route, that's that's a pretty nice route to go.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, and on game days that uh, the Rams are playing, and I'm coming to work, uh, can I uh, park in the spot that says Jay Herbert? Can I do that? <laughs>
4: If I had a spot, you, you could take it, what? but I unfortunately don't have my own spot. What?
0: What? How do you not have your own spot? What's going on? Come on. Are you
4: serious? Maybe, maybe that's something coming in the next couple of years, but I'm all I'm all right with uh with the sponsor.
0: And, uh, uh, look, you are the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. And I know that, you know, uh, you have lived in Southern California enough to know that this is crucial. Parking is like, that's the way yeah. of life around here. Driving. High high occupancy vehicle lane to be able to, you know, to do it by yourself and get to work on time? Come on. Can I help? Can I help at all? What do you think? Yeah, it, honestly, that's a that's
4: a great question because honestly it might be tougher next year. Uh yeah. maybe hopefully we have fans by that time. So maybe the parking lot will be a little more full.
0: Correct. But- and we are coming. NFL Network is coming. That's hundreds of, of employees. We're coming. It's gonna be a logjam. jam. You gotta get on this. Okay?
4: that's that's uh we'll
0: have have to be sure to do that okay good justin i just want to leave you in a better spot
2: welcome back to the rich eisen show ben lyon's hanging out all week for rich which will be back next week I no. had, a, had, a, had a fun time watching him on Olympic Dreams last night with the
3: Joe Bros. He's actually not back next week. He's not back next week. No, he'll, no, still, no, no, no. Be, no. he'll, he'll still be working on the Olympics. Yeah, he's, Olympic yeah he's not back okay. until uh, So Who do we
2: got next week? First week, we got August? Next week I think show. Susie's going to be here. Susie, Susie, yeah. Susie yeah. will be sitting. All right. Well. Yeah. And that
3: made my mom happy, by the way. I was talking to my mom. My mom loves Susie hosting, so I told her Susie was in next week. She got all excited. Sorry, Mrs. Jefferson. Like, sorry to be I mean, here. Like, sorry can't be Susie. Apologies. <laughs> She's watching you, Ben. She didn't turn you oh, okay. in. Okay. are we home right yeah. now watching Nothing I
2: can it. do about that. Yeah.
4: Sorry.
2: <laughs> um, uh, we were going through some of the NBA free agents. The Hawks just offered a qualifying offer to John Collins. Here we go. July 1st. It's the new August 1st. Let's go. John, Col- John Collins qualifying
5: offer. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think John Collins is going to get paid. Paid. He had a really good showing out, man. This playoffs did a lot for his uh, his bank account. Somebody who
2: was asking to get paid well, probably, I guess now, 18 months ago or so, uh, it was TB12. He was going around to the NFL team saying, hey, please, can I, can I please play quarterback for you? Would you, <laughs> would you pay me a pretty penny to allow me to play quarterback I'll for you? I'll bring my
3: walking boot. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He sat down with I'm Jim sorry.
2: Gray recently for our radio audience at a, a for a fireside chat. For those watching on Peacock, you'll see that they're sitting in front of a, a yeah a fire. It's really weird. Yeah, which makes me question where they are in the world because it is July. So they're sitting by the fire in Tampa.
3: Which cool night, Tampa.
2: I don't know. No, no. Sounds like the 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 name of a bad. Song sitting by the fire in Tampa. Cool nights in Tampa. <laughs> by the I mean, fire one night in Tampa, um, and, the and they're chatting about how Tom Brady was overlooked by <laughs> several NFL teams, not just when he was drafted as the 199th pick, but 20 odd years later, before winning his seventh Super Bowl. Here's what Tom Brady had to say about getting overlooked in the, the end hit, there's mean? no
0: better place for me to go than where i actually went was the bucks and but you've caused made, a lot of intrigue with
4: this and everybody's guessing do you care to expose who it was you were nah, talking about because the nah,
0: there's private things for me that are going to remain uh you know motivational for me so mm-hmm. they know who they are I and mean, then that the teams. you think know, they know yeah that teams know who they who were probably interested and in, um yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, everyone's got a choice to choose. You know, I think what you realize is that there's not as many smart people as you think. You know, I, it's just the reality. I think it's some it, it'd be a no brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no, thanks. We're we're good. You know, I, in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, OK, well, let me go. Let me go show those teams, what they're missing. And at the same time, let me go prove to the team that did bet on me and the team that really showed that they really wanted me and committed to me that I'm not going to let them down.
2: All right, we're going to Zapruder film this thing right now, because uh, if you're watching on Peacock, you'll see he's having a conversation with Jim Gray. They're chatting, they're laughing, they're looking at each other. But then the back half of that statement, when he says, everyone, you know, has choices to choose and Uh, If you wanted Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan, he starts to look to the camera. He starts to go right down the barrel of the lens, and you know he's serious. (laughs) He shifts that perspective. He's no longer talking to Jim Gray. No. He's talking to someone. Yeah. He's talking to everyone. He's Mm -hmm. talking to the entire world. He's like, you didn't want me? And again, the things that motivate athletes, he said, I'm going to hold on to that to privately use that to motivate me. Do you guys have some things you hold on to privately that you use for motivation? Oh, Athletes yeah. at that level, they find things in the matrix of life to use as fuel to take them to the next level. Oh, it's I mean, remarkable. Brady
5: mentions Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would just make them up. Like there was that famous one from the Last Dance. Yeah, it wasn't even uh, real. Some, some
2: dude from the the Bullets at the time went yeah. for thirty or something and said, "Nice game." And then afterwards, Michael Jordan Ba-boom. decided to ruin his career. It, it
5: ended his life. Like he scored fifty <laughs> on it. Like, uh, so no, I mean I don't really do that. They always I always say that with
2: guys like Brady, guys like uh, you know Jordan. Candace Parker's known to be an ultra competitor. They just love to compete. Yeah. If you're playing ping pong and you beat them, they won't let you leave the table till they win. Sounds like a real pain to be around. i don't want to go to mini golf and get into like a putt off my brother my brother's like eat some fried dough and have a beer what are you doing here we can't go home can't go home till i hit it through the clown's mouth (sighs) (sighs) so intense my brother's like that he's like he's he's the worst like that playing video games he's like until i become the raccoon in mario 3 we are not leaving this couch (laughs) love to compete But Tom Brady in year 272 or whatever it is now, uh, (laughs) as focused, locked in, motivated, determined, finding little things. Oh, uh, who who was in the mix possibly instead of Tampa? Uh, The Denver Broncos or the Chargers. Oh, you guys didn't want to take a chance on me? I'll show you. He still has got to prove himself
5: all these years later. Can't wait for the book to read that. You know that'll be in the book. Do you think Brady's going to write a book someday?
2: Oh, no, absolutely, hundred percent. And just air 100%. It all out. I think he'll air it man. out.
3: I guarantee it'll be like it, the documentary is. Oh yeah, coming got out. the
2: documentary this fall. Gotham yeah. Chopra doing a long form piece, but this I don't time, think right? he'll do it in that. I think he's waiting for like
3: after he's done, done, because he doesn't want to like.
5: It's well, also, when, it's but also, when, when is, also, is that going to be?
2: Well, it's also I mean, great, it great to see him. Right. 55. It's also just great to see him now with nothing to play for yeah he doesn't care there's nothing to play for
5: what well I'm in just... our minds
2: right yeah but it's, it's great to see him then find the things to play for yeah oh these teams pass me up oh this team that said yes to me i gotta prove to them the that that was a great choice that they made yep so while we're sitting here saying oh there's nothing for him to play for he won a super bowl he won the game of life he's tom brady He's playing in the match. He's got the cheekbones, the Tom Ford, the whole thing. Avocados don't make him fat. They do for everybody else if you eat too much. But he finds the nuggets of motivation. Yeah. He finds the reason to go out there and, and to do it. And that's a little insight into the mind of just, you know, one of the greatest of all, if not the greatest of all time. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. And then you go up to Green Bay and you've oh. got Aaron Rodgers. Who, as i said earlier in the show this this channing fry life wisdom that i was taught at a young age closed mouths don't get fed and you had never heard that before i never heard that yeah. phrase other than from the so the uh the wine entrepreneur and nba champion channing fry yeah, who makes true. a delicious pinot noir the willamette valley in oregon this type of year creates some great grapes and channing and kevin love are, are really involved in the wine scene yeah life wisdom shared over a glass of Pinot with your favorite overpaid NBA power forward. (laughs) But closed mouths don't get fed. I bring it back to Aaron Rodgers in that. I don't know what he's asking for. We don't know why he's upset. We know that he was upset. They drafted Jordan love, but that was almost two years ago. That's two drafts ago. Right. We know that over the years, they haven't gone out and gotten the high profile wide receiver. Haven't gone and, and, and done the right, you know, draft pick with the, for the offensive line. or So that's all stuff in the past. But right now, in this moment, closed mouths don't get fed. What are you asking for? Is it money? No. They offered you the money. Said no. Is it to get out of Green Bay? Well, just say that. Yeah. Right? Just say it. Just say that. I want to trade. You When you rip off the Band-Aid, trade. it still hurts. It just doesn't hurt as long, and it's not as painful. It still be, is painful. You rip off the Band-Aid because you want to do it quickly. Go into Green Bay. Say, I want out. Say it. Say it publicly. Become the bad guy. What, become the villain for a moment. That'll pass. So you see what happened to LeBron James. He wanted yeah. out. He forced his way out. He became the villain, and then it passed. And it it hasn't passed,
3: Ben. People are still
2: up. What are you talking about it hasn't passed? It's the number he one won. kids movie in America yeah, right now. And that's fine, but people
3: hate on LeBron. They do. People
2: hated on him before that. People hated on him when he was in Cleveland and was playing with Booby Gibson and couldn't get it done, and people hated on him then. He, he had that type him. of hate. When,
6: when you're when you're the chosen
2: one the at 16 on the cover of Sports Illustrated,
3: yeah, so yeah, you're always gonna are, have haters. Like, I don't like that guy. You're always gonna have haters, but you know LeBron, I feel, gets a lot of hate unnecessarily. And Brockman, I think that like with the Tom Brady thing, one thing you always say about LeBron is you feel like he's too calculated with his. Sound bites and stuff. So, what if LeBron just came out and said what Tom Brady said? What if he just was like, Yo, I am Jordan, I am Gretzky. He has, I am though. Brady, he has, and he, he has. gotten Help for him, people don't like that. He said, I'm, I'm, yeah, he in said, that
2: moment. Uh, when we won, came back yeah, from three, one, made me the goat. Yeah. I, I felt in that moment I was the greatest of all time.
3: Okay,
5: so he says it, yeah, and everyone, I mean, people who are Jordan supporters for being the greatest of all time just laughed and be like, Oh, okay, bro. I just love uh, Brady with
2: the, the, the high level CEO talk. Like, have you ever seen one of those TED Talks from one of those Uber, <laughs> Uber CEO guys? And they just speak in generalities. <laughs> yeah, they don't say anything. Everybody's really excited about the next quarter. People are coming to work with an enthusiasm and creating products that will engage our consumers. Greed is about, good. Bro? You're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, you're not saying
5: anything. <laughs> just words, words, just
3: words. Just CEO talks.
2: People are excited. People are engaged. People are committed. What, what does that mean? You're not saying anything. Not saying anything. I think specifically but Tom Brady's it, talking big CEO talk there at the end. Oh, huh? they say if, if you wanted a Michael Jordan or a great Wayne Gretzky, to me, I'm thinking, well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. That's as easy as the conversation was sitting on a yacht somewhere with uh, <laughs> with, with Bob Kraft saying, hey, I, I want to come back
5: here. Do you want? Yeah. No, it's a little more nuanced than that. Sure. I mean, we all know that, like, Bill was ready to be done with Tom like a long time ago, and kind of like, he, you know, Tom winning in Super Bowls has screwed up the plans. That's fine. And just like Aaron Rodgers winning MVP last year it's kind of screwed up Green Bay's plan. But more specifically to Rodgers in terms of being the villain, like you mentioned, Favre was the villain. Everyone hated that guy. And guess what? They brought him back, and his numbers retired, and he had Brett Favre day, and Packers fans love him again. So it's like, yeah, Aaron, if you don't, Want to be the bad guy. Like, I mean, I get it. Wanting to be liked, I guess, is a, is a thing. I but don't think he'll be the bad pass. guy
2: nationally. I think he'll be the most exciting player in the NFL. Everybody will be looking to see what his new situation is. Whether well, just it's like in we Vegas did with Brady last or Denver. Right. Player yeah. mobility in the NBA, you know, creates storylines, makes you the most right. interested, the most interesting player in the league. It drives the league. It keeps it moving forward. If Kevin Durant stays in Golden State stays and do- in Oklahoma doesn't City. go to Brooklyn... What's the ESPN magazine that upcoming season? Run it back. Eh, not as exciting. You go to Brooklyn. Now everybody, all eyes are turned. So the conversation yeah. around the NFL will shift from Brady to Rodgers only if he switches teams. Yeah. It, again, closed mouths don't get fed. I haven't heard him say that this is what he wants. Does he want to be at the center of the conversation, the NFL storm? Does he want to be the most talked about athlete in the league? Or does he want to sit back? finish out his career, maybe win some games, maybe not, maybe win an MVP, maybe not,
5: and be content in the game
2: of life because he's won the game of life. So
5: yeah, he's, for sure, sure. He for sure he's very won the game zenned of life. out. He doesn't seem stressed. He does seem very zen, very chill, and we're going to find out in five days because if he's at Packers camp, then – we know he's intends to play this year for Green Bay, but if do we know
2: that though. Well, if, if he's eh. at
5: Packers camp, I
2: don't think we know that. Again, closed mouths don't get fed. He might say, "Yes, I'm showing up. I'm here," but I don't know where I'm going to be. Also, actions do or, speak
5: louder as well. So, an action of showing up is—I right. will take that as an as an intention that he is going to play 2020 for Green Bay or 2021 for Green Bay. And if he doesn't show up, then okay, this is real. He's digging in. And he's over. Right. He's not going to wear the, the gold anymore. So. He's not in a position to do that
2: because of the age. He can't sit out for a season at 36. I mean, he can. He can do whatever he wants. Jump off a cliff with Miles Teller on vacation. Do whatever you want. <laughs> but you, you, don't, yeah. you, you don't sit out at 36 over no, money and also, or force if your hand. If, or, you know, if you sit it's not out, money.
5: Yeah, I mean, you're giving up $35 million, which I don't care how much money you've made. Your, your NBA team just won the championship. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah,
2: you know how much $35 million is?
5: $35 million. <laughs> million dollars. That's how money. much that is. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of afternoons.
2: And then the other funny. story, of course, uh, in the NFL today as camps open and, and nothing says the end of summer like back-to-school ads, Little League Baseball on television, and Jerry Jones press conferences at Cowboys training camps. Jerry talked about what he wants. No, uh, no suffering of closed mouths don't get fed for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. <laughs> Here's Jerry Jones at the press conference.
4: You've joked in the past that you've paid these deals with the devil to win these Super Bowls. When things just kept working against you
5: guys last year, did you feel like he was cashing in? Well, I found that, uh, 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 that uh, he's not quite as responsive to one's individual ass as you might think. And I'm not uh, trying to be sacrilegious here, but uh, uh, the facts are that uh, uh, I would right now if i could and i knew had a good chance to do it i'd do anything
1: known to man
5: to get in a super bowl Hmm. that's a fact and uh uh, there's uh uh, there's nothing in my mind that can uh, uh, have a higher priority than that
2: jerry jones deal with the devil for a super bowl appearance i'm sitting here thinking I make a deal with the devil to see RJ Barrett hoist a Larry O'Brien trophy <laughs> in the world's most famous arena mm, no I'm good <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll stay uh, I'll stay in my own in my own space how about you guys Zion,
5: Any, Zion Williamson
2: to get Zion a deal with the devil do I get the championship too or do I get just Zion now I mean right, I mean right, Zion, Zion hoisting the championship can you imagine that Hey Zion, would you like to be the biggest athlete in the history of the world? Come play for the Knicks. <laughs> it's the only
5: way you can do that. Serious question, and I, I serious answer. Do you think the Knicks win in your lifetime? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. That was so Absolutely fast. Absolutely not. Why would he didn't that happen? Even pause.
2: No, no. What? <laughs> he didn't even pause. What are you talking about? I mean, that was so <laughs> fast. Win what? what? <laughs> I A mean, win. holy. <laughs> In my lifetime? feud, he would have beaten anybody, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm the, at we're the same wow. age. So
5: you have a good 40, 50 years left, so you don't
2: think... Well, let, let's hope the yoga's paying off more than that. We need a little, we got a little more house money You than want that. triple digits? You no, want to yeah, hit a hundo? No, no the, goal, the goal is to shoot my age on the golf course. and I'm <laughs> training now to do that. I'm, I'm taking out three wood often instead of driver because I know <laughs> I'm not going to be able to hit it long when I'm in my 80s. Right. But you said another 40 years. That means I'm out at 79. I'd like to see 80. No, I'm
5: just saying. i like, a snowman I in you, my life. I gave boy, you 50. <laughs> I gave you 50. 50, 50, oh, right, oh, so 90 50 piece, to sorry.
2: 60. Yeah, you want a 90 to 100 piece. Do I get a, a Knicks? Do the Knicks win a title in 40 years? Yeah. Well, they oh. haven't in
4: 40 years.
2: It's been more than 40 years since yeah, they've it's won insane. one. Uh, I mean, there was 50 <laughs> for the Bucks. So, uh, do I Do I think it'll happen in my lifetime? No, because then I'll expect it. And when, when you experience the unexpected, it's right. that much sweeter. Um, and I also don't want to get to a place like my father, who now says things after the Red Sox win their fourth World Series, oh, we should have swept them. <laughs> 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 uh, what are you talking about? Should have swept him. I remember you passed out in the shower when Bill Buckner <laughs> happened in Disney World. I was six years old. Mom, dad's in the shower asleep. She was like, huh? Look,
3: look, so, so look, when you it. get 12 parades in
5: 15 years
3: and in another of, 20, when you have none,
5: that's the type of things that happen. Yeah. You know? Know, unfortunately,
3: your Enjoy football it. parade days are probably past <laughs> Patriots
5: over. win before the Cowboys, TJ. So just Ooh. relax
2: there, bro. I
3: mean, I, Take that bet, but you know, I would take the Patriots in that. I don't
2: think the Cowboys will, will win I, anytime soon. Yeah. And I think they're on this like complete. You're, you're proving to be a little disaster. bit of a hater, too, no, man. You, you know, just know I'm starting to, I'm putting that embrace it because you guys see that you haven't learned from diehard Knicks fans yet. When you <laughs> well, guys see that from Jerry Jones, but you're but like, you're,
0: Well, this is yeah, the this this difference. This, is, this so
2: James okay. Dolan comes out and says, oh, I think we're gonna do some great
3: things. I don't think all of us believe that the difference. Jerry already has three, so if he doesn't win again, it's still like I said. The fact yeah, but is, you want to win. You do want to you win. He's win, willing to
2: make a deal with the devil—a lifetime of success, yeah. three Super Bowls, all the money he could ever imagine—and and he, he's still willing to sell his soul just to get into a Super Bowl. Well, see, what, you win don't win. Know,
3: what you don't know is he called in a few months ago and he said he actually made a deal with the big guy upstairs. That he goes, if you give me this. I will never ask for anything again, and so I guess he didn't want to go back on his word with the man up above. So then he started looking down below. But Jerry's playing both ends. Like, no, you right. know, he's, he end he, if he's
2: making a deal with the devil. He's already got God on the hook, not committed, as he <laughs> has, So he's
3: covered. I mean, these guys are—they're poised to win the NFC East. Yeah, but that's not the but Super yeah, Bowl. That right. doesn't, that doesn't mean Bowl anything. I know yeah, that. Exactly. Two seventy-five gets you on the subway. In New York, so what are we York that's in Tampa Bay that wants to go twofer. I mean, he, he it's the problem. They're not going to get past Tom. They have to get past Brady. There's that's, nobody
2: that's the in the NFC. I don't care yeah, if it's I don't Aaron care. Who's who he goes back to Green Bay or if he you know, stops the closed mouths, don't get fed. I don't care if it's Jerry with Dak healthy. There is nobody in the NFC, if I'm Tampa Bay, Tom, and the Buccaneers, that I'm looking at and no. saying, man, we got to make sure we're on it for those guys.
3: It's it's going to be... It's
2: such a weird moment oh. in time in the balance of power. And, the team's and it the makes same. me think that it was all calculated. And yeah. he was like Nostradamus with cheekbones. That he knew <laughs> that it was not only about this one year, but he saw the runway yeah. for multiple years. He said, all right, Russ is hitting that wall up in Seattle that I hit in the middle of my career in, in, in New England. I know what that's like, so we'll leave him up in the Northwest. <laughs> Let's look at the division. Sam Darnold's playing quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Okay, I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Breeze is going to be gone in a
3: couple we of years. Breeze is gone.
2: But they don't know what's
3: going they on know in, what's New in New Orleans. I think the, the scariest thing is Bruce Arians called in last year around week 9 or 10, and he was talking about the team, and Rich asked him, how long is it going to take Tom Brady to really get acclimated to feel comfortable with this system? And Bruce said next season. Dead on. So, so and then hey, they won uh, so the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl when he <laughs> wasn't comfortable. So, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> everyone's in trouble. Mike, you're right. He, Everyone, is in trouble. In trouble. I mean, this is about in trouble. to be. It's going to be, again, barring injuries, which happen. But as we see in the NFL, injuries everything. will derail. Yeah, it's
2: going to exactly be, be a huge part of the season, yeah. and I'll have you know the storylines changing directions and shifting I mean, the team's and turning. The same, He's but. As long as this guy's meditating and eating the avocados. The, the, the
3: avocados, he'll be fine. But like we also talked about pre-show, save for about two and a half quarters of bad football, you take you eliminate those. We everyone was so high on the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. for the last three years, and then if all of a sudden we're the not talking the ball about them anymore. For the
2: Kansas City Chiefs going to overtime, like you said, a couple bad quarters here and there, they could write they could be there for three in a row are the chiefs going for four in a row right now that could be the conversation in an alternate universe but the margin for success and failure is so small it's right there and it's razor's edge of success and failure and maybe mahomes doesn't even get back to a super bowl are you willing to bet wow maybe he doesn't even get back to a super bowl who knows Success and failure. It's right there. It's sliding doors.
3: I'm not a betting man, but I'd have to bet at some point that man is going. That he gets back.
2: Would have said that about Aaron Rodgers in 2011, wouldn't you? you? Yeah. Yeah, Gotta appreciate it. Gotta be in the moment. Yeah. A Greek I philosopher am, once told me that your past is your ego, and your future is your
3: <laughs> man. pride. The, the present was is it? Was it, Socrates? Yeah, was the it great, Socrates? The great Giannis <laughs> of Edemgupu. A great Greek philosopher from Zings the land of Milwaukee. Getting Milwaukee. No. <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, PJ Tucker double fisting on a double decker bus down uh, Main Street in Milwaukee.
5: It looks amazing in Milwaukee yeah, a blast tonight. Like <laughs> big ups to everybody there. That is so awesome.
2: Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. We've got Adnan Verk in about 20 minutes. Talk all things MLB and his Cinephile podcast, the best Cine podcast on the M- Meadowlark Media Network. arc. But, but like coming that. up next, we've got some breaking NFL news in regards to COVID 19 protocol. You don't want to miss this. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show.
0: It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One thing I, I love about you, Steve, is when you host Family Feud, you get a, you you realize that there's a moment that is happening, and you make a meal out of it. Like you as a host, no, we got to stop here. And we have to acknowledge just how insane this moment just is right now. And one of my favorite ones, just like that, involves Stephon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings when he was playing for the Fast Money, and it was leave it blank. And he said, in. And the whole place (laughs) went absolutely nuts. And you just stepped away. Yeah. And just made an absolute 5 course meal out of that. Because
6: we have to drink this moment. Yeah. See, sir, I don't see Stefan Diggs. Look, man, if you got your helmet on your, your number, we all know who you are. Once he takes the helmet off, right. we got to kind of figure who that is. So he didn't have his helmet on. I wanted him to be YouTube famous for the rest of his life, because what's great, man, are these you know, we do a lot of NFL, NBA shows on Family Feud for celebrities. Right. It's great, man, when regular people discover that celebrities don't know nothing. they don't you think because a person is famous they know more they actually know less they know less than anybody else because they're exposed to less rich people don't know how much milk costs you get out of touch man and when they come on celebrity family feud you find out how out of touch they are they don't know anything man (laughs) Like, one of the questions for the NFL team was, yeah. and we were asking a running back for the Packers. Uh, can't think of his name. But the question was, complete the sentence. Strip. And you spoke, you know, like strip mall. Strip. Strip poker. Strip sack. Be strip one. sack. Yes. I said, name, complete the word strip. He said, purr. <laughs> strip purr. I went... Hold on, man. I quit breathing.
1: <laughs> How
6: is that your point of reference to complete the word "strip"? Purr. Per, P E R. That was it. I was done. That was one of my great moments. And he, again, you just walk away, and you
0: just you realize it in the moment. Like, okay, this is it, and I'm gonna let this thing go. Hey, after the I show, he
6: asked me. He says, "Steve, is there any way we can edit that out?" <laughs> I said, sir, we're not editing that out. Matter of fact, we're going to embellish it. You're going to say purr so loud. Purr.
2: Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So breaking news in the NFL. I I, I never thought that we we would have something like this happen, but this is, I guess, where we are at in the world. Tom Pelissero tweeting out, the NFL just informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seeding per sources, massive implications. What
5: were you guys' thoughts when you
2: saw this tweet come across uh, from Tom?
5: Well, my first thought was, great, good. I mean, we should be encouraging people to get vaccinated. Uh, a lot, of, You don't want to do it. I guess that's your own personal choice. I think that you should. Uh, the league can't mandate players to get vaccinated because that would require uh, a change to the collective bargaining agreement. They can mandate uh, anyone in the building, though, coaches, uh, personnel, people, et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to try to get the players to get vaccinated any way legally possible, and this is a way to do it. That's, that was my first thought.
2: Yeah, I mean, how many games were there last year were postponed because of outbreaks? There were four
5: or five. A handful were. There, was a, there was a
2: good amount last postponed, year. Postponed, yeah, rescheduled. I I mean, we, had, we
5: had games on every night of the week last week, right? We had a Monday night, obviously. We had Tuesday night football. We had Wednesday night football. Uh, Saturday there were games on every single day. So, yeah, there were a lot of games moved.
2: Yeah. And I remember um, the one that felt like maybe it's not even going to happen was there was a Steelers game. I think yeah. they were still undefeated at the time against the Ravens. I think played on a Wednesday. They yeah, finally Wednesday were able night, to, yeah. to figure it out. Well, remember
5: the the 49ers played on Monday Night Football with no wide, no wide receivers, they had like four or five guys in one group not able to play, and they still played the game. So
2: and that adds a whole other level of danger to the players. I remember there was a Denver game where they didn't have any quarterbacks. Right, remember that, yep. and it was just really kind of scary out there. Yeah, um, but this is uh, this is a huge deal, and it'll it'll motivate. I think some of the players to go out there and get vaccinated hope so um, I think it'll, uh, it will definitely inspire co- more fluid conversations between the teams and their players like you said the collective bargaining agreement uh, didn't have COVID-19 protocols as a part of it obviously as that didn't exist yet in the world so will this get teams to 100% I don't know but it definitely changes the dynamic in the locker room. It changes the peer-to-peer conversations. And I think that's ultimately what moves things in the right direction is, yeah. is things getting out of the shadows and people talking about them. So, uh, you know, if you're, on, if you're on an NFL team and your teammate's making a, a different choice than you are, you're going to have a conversation now is that it's impacting wins and losses, which then impacts playoff seeding, bonuses, and it all comes down to the almighty dollar always.
5: Yeah, Colt Beasley has become the kind of the face of the unvaccinated NFL player. I wonder how much this is dividing locker rooms and dividing camps as we get back into football here.
2: Because if the game doesn't get played, do you get your game check?
3: Like, i don't know no, right? you see that's the thing that's going to divide the locker room when it comes down to money if, right. You know. right
2: you know this is a, this is an interesting move from the nfl because they're they're having to color within the lines like you said brockman not having the jurisdiction over the players to simply say you have to do this right they can't legally do that so they're trying to you know find ways to impact the culture surrounding their game and uh, this this news from Tom Pellicero, if you're just, just tuning in, breaking now, Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. And FL teams informing clubs that a game uh, that cannot be rescheduled during the 18 week season. And that's the, the interesting part of the language there, too, from Tom, mm-hmm. is that if it cannot be rescheduled, that means there could be an outbreak with unvaccinated players and they could reschedule it. Right. That means those players perhaps don't participate in the game, but the game itself goes on. What happens if you have a situation where you have two teams? Let's say, again, it's the Ravens and Steelers, and you have unvaxxed guys on both teams who get COVID. Now both teams are in the protocol, and, and do both teams get a loss if they can't reschedule the game? Hopefully this is all stuff that like nobody has to deal yeah,
5: with. Yeah, yeah. obviously we hope this never has to actually happen. Yeah,
2: This is break glass in case of emergency, and we, and, we hope it doesn't and, get ben, to you,
5: And you've said it a few times. The, the key word in, in this whole NFL statement here is unvaccinated. If vaccinated players test, co- test positive for COVID, there's not going to be any punishment because they took the step to get vaccinated. This is for unvaccinated players. The league is doing everything they can within – their rules and within their, you know, constrictions to, to get players to get this
2: interesting to see how this too plays out with other sports. And even within the sport of football, are you going to see this apply to college football? Are you going to see conferences come out and say, Hey, if we can't reschedule a big 10 game because kids are on unvaccinated, then that's a loss in the standings. Are they going to take this approach? You know, you don't get to play as many games in college. Um, You maybe never get to play football again later on in your life. Do you see Major League Baseball adopting something like this down the, the pennant race, down the, down the stretch of the season as we head towards October? It seems like all the leagues
5: should, should do this.
2: You know, As always, WNBA, leader, leader of the pack, I think 99% of the players vaccinated in that league, yeah. 144 women always leading the charge and whatever the, the issue of the day is.
5: Yeah, it's interesting just reading some of the comments and some of the the quote tweets from the blue check marks out there uh, about this. Do you think this is going to lead to nefarious club behavior of not disclosing their positive tests? Well, you're a Patriots fan. Why don't
2: you tell us about (laughs) Tell us about how a club might behave in a situation like this. Sure,
5: and I'll totally own that. Like, I I think it's possible, right? Like, if you have an outbreak of unvaccinated players... (laughs) And you know that you're going to have to reschedule it and it can't be rescheduled and you're going to take a loss. What is your incentive as a team to disclose this information other than the fact that you know, it's boring?
3: I bet you the NFL's got COVID protocol not officers do that, but like, that watch that.
5: I wonder if we're going to see I don't think people try to skate around this in some way.
2: Do you think that when players do introductions, uh, when the game starts, Chris Brockman, linebacker, Syracuse, vaccinated, <laughs> you think you start I'm, seeing players do that? You might. Maybe.
5: Uh, it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you this, know. Is, this is nuts. I mean, I, I applaud the NFL for for trying to do whatever they can to make sure it's the healthiest environment for playing games. As we saw last year, just you know. They, made, they got it through it, but it wasn't easy. I, that's I still can't that, believe we had a football season last year, but we did it.
2: That's the thing to kind of keep in mind uh, as we continue on the show, as we continue on this week, and as we continue on in the sports world in 2021, that just the pageantry of putting on these games that we love and we debate and we analyze has been such a massive undertaking for so many people. You heard Cassidy Hubbard yesterday on this show talking about just the fact that the NBA was able to put on a season and crown a champion – that in itself deserves a championship title. So we're still not out of this. And this, this, uh, this breaking news from the NFL is a sobering reminder of that. And, um, and yeah, just the fact that you know, we're getting NFL football this year. We're going to get it with crowds in the stands. It's momentum in the right direction. And you got to keep it going. There's still work to be done. All right, Ben Lines in for Rich. We got my buddy Adnan Verk. Adnan and I covered the Academy Awards together. We did the year that Moonlight won Best Picture, and everybody thought it was La La Land. He had an epic call on that. I love his Cinephile podcast, but he does a, a great job with MLB Network, Zone, had a cup of coffee with the WWE. One of the hardest working dudes I know, one of the great guys in sports media, Adnan Verk, joining the show. And then Matt Walsh, diehard Chicago Bears fan, wants to talk some Justin Fields coming up as well. So looking forward to catch up with him. Ben Lyons here on the Rich Eisen show. And uh as we continue on on Peacock here, I uh, you know, I, I love Adnan because he's like me in that he gets as fired up for Sundance as he does the Super Bowl. I watched like the <laughs> NFL, I watched the NFC Championship game where the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and he's a diehard Eagles fan. And then we raced out of there to go catch a Will Farrell screening. It's like he loves. We were at Sundance for that, and and I've he never, loves been both worlds. you never been to Sun Sundance? Yeah. Oh, what, been to Sundance? So what,
5: what type of experience oh is that? Oh my god, it's my happy
2: like, place. Don't get me emo. How much time we got to talk? Just I a mean, couple minutes,
5: is, but just kind of like lay out for the audience like, and, and In me, Park, I'm in also.
2: Park City, Utah, Robert is it, is Redford. Is it like
5: the uh, Entourage episode? Oh, is it, absolutely, is it just yeah, like yes, that.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. That's you, like
5: my only thing. Like, oh, uh, when I think of Sundance, I think of that. episode Very rarely does
2: Entourage capture the spirit of Hollywood truly and authentically, but it does so with Sundance. The Sundance episode. Um, you know, Robert Redford started the Tiny Film Festival in the mountains of Utah many years ago as a retreat for artists to get out of the commercial influences of Hollywood and to be able to create the, the independent cinema that that would push art forward. And films such as, uh, you know, uh, God, so many movies, uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And uh, Slumdog Millionaire and, uh, you know, so many. Pulp Fiction, A Little Miss Sunshine, this year alone, Minari. um, You know, this great film, The Wrestler. uh, You saw a film, I know, uh, Whiplash. You know, you see artists find their voice and you party in the snow and you have to fight to get a ticket in a tiny little screening in uh, uh, like a, a library or a high school that's been transformed into a Hollywood theater. And then you got guys like me with brand new North faces walking around, popping <laughs> tags, trying to find uh which way is the screening. It's on Deer Valley Drive and Bear Mountain Road. And then you could like see the movie and walk down the street and the stars from the film are just there trying to get a cup of coffee. I saw Sam Elliott at a lunch after seeing Hero. I remember being at a Drake concert in a basement when Cuba Gooding (laughs) Jr. grabbed the mic. And was like, we all need to show love to Aziz Ansari. And Drake was like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, I remember the fat Jew and I got serenaded by Carol King at a soundtrack uh, at a sound check for a Bailey's gifting lounge. Like, you know, Jeez. when you think independent film, these are the things you think of. So yeah, Sundance holds a special place in my heart. More Rich Eisen show coming up next.